You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another trading day and another trading week. So it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sandland Private Wealth. We've got a big one this week, uh, Nick, and it suddenly sort of sneaked up on us or snuck up on us, as the Americans would say. We've got a survival or yeah, a survival budget, I suppose, on Wednesday, which is a good initiative. But goodness me, do you think it'll be sobering or shocking? No, I think it's going to be, I think a bit of both. I think it's going to be a realization, i.e. sobering that, um, that you know, we've got a big hill to climb and we've got to dig ourselves out of this hole. And I, and I think it's going to be shocking maybe how bad the, the, the sort of work that's needed. I mean, there is going to be a massive budget deficit. Um, you know, I can't just imagine how much we, it's not just that the bailout packages and, and that's been announced. It's, it's given with the, the lockdowns and the, and the drop in the revenues. I mean, the tax collections must be absolutely dire. So I think a bit of both, but I mean, I think most South Africans must, I urge them to sort of tune in on, on Wednesday and, and, and just basically prep yourselves because we all as a country have a lot of work to do. Yes. The other thing that's happening at the moment as well is a, a sudden sharp rise in COVID-19 cases, nothing like other countries like uh, the United States of America or Brazil and India, which is now suddenly raising its uh, ugly head. But um, suddenly we're getting that. So as we go into winter, there's a couple of things to worry about. There's a couple of things to worry about. Yes, the World Health Organization coming out sort of late yesterday, uh, reporting a record increase in global coronavirus worldwide uh, just yesterday. So I don't think you can really ignore it, but the markets tend to be taking it in its stride. Uh, There's another one to mention this week, Lindsay, is for me it's one of the more important uh, economic indicators, is that's the PMR numbers. Yes. Um, I mean, PMR numbers, for those who are listening, are but they really are quite important because they kind of give you a almost an instantaneous snapshot of how activity has fared in the past month, and, and they tend to also mirror GDP. So, I mean, this on, from Tuesday, we've got France's PMIs, we've got Germany following suit, uh, we have the Eurozone out later on on the Tuesday, and then the UK as well. So, for me, that's uh, as important as locally. We've got our budget uh, announcement on the Wednesday, the PMI numbers out of the Eurozone, I think, are very important. Okay, good. What else is oh, – okay, so that's your diary. Anything in the corporate diary? We'll come to the Stock Exchange news service announcements from this morning, and there's a couple that, that are quite interesting. Uh, but are you seeing uh, anything else in the diary? No, nothing of massive urgency. Thursday, obviously, weekly jobless, and um, there is some U.S. GDP price index out as well, which will give us an idea of what's happening with inflation. Um, but it's, it's a more of a – I guess it's a more of a uh, sort of a political diary as just an economic diary as well. Uh, this morning we had China out with uh, the rate announcement, but uh, no change as expected. Um, and I guess if I have to sum up the sort of the trading mood on this Monday, um, I, say, I think more cautiously optimistic. We open sort of flat and we, we're quite nicely in the green now, but um, I think you're going to find that, that the volatility is going to be a little bit uh, subdued. But oh, I meant to say on Friday, this Friday, Yes. We have the Russell, the Russell Index in America, which is your, I guess, a real barometer of America Inc. It's like the SA small sort of industrial caps yes. uh, that Russell gets reweighted. It's once a year. It's not once a quarter like other indexes. So it's once a year this Friday, um, and it's always the biggest volume of the year on that day. Really? So it can increase mm. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big one to watch. So, and interesting enough, uh, what I quite liked about the sort of the, the speculation for this Friday is I guess it's almost a, it's, it's a flavor of what's been happening the last few months because 
the likes of Zoom, we all know what that is. Uh, Slack, um, also most of us know what that is, working from home. Those sort of companies are now being jumping in. Uh, so I guess also a reflection of, of where we are um, in, in the world right now. Now let's go to the spot prices first, because I noticed the S and P is suddenly on a bit of a on a bit of yeah. a charge, and we'll come to that in a second. But anyway, it is up, and that's probably cushioning the blow of what happened on Friday, where the S and P in the last hour or so uh, got a bit of a knock. Um, but this morning. Starting with the currencies, the dollar rand is 17.38, the British pound against the rand 21.59, and the euro rand 19.48, with the euro dollar 112.05, which is about a quarter of a percent fall for the US dollar. The Dow Jones on Friday was down 0.8 percent, the S&P down half a percent, but the futures went uh, down 1.4 percent after after hours in that little trading session they have after the real market closes. The Nasdaq, of course, was flat this morning in the Far East. Tokyo down 0.2%, Shanghai flat, Hang Seng down half a percent, and Australia flat. Gold price, 17.48. Look at that now. That's pushing serious resistance at that 17.50 level. So anyway, gold, 17.48, which is up $5 an ounce. Platinum is 8.12, down $4 an ounce. Where's Palladium, please? Nick Kunza. Also getting a little bit of a charge. Uh, it was negative this morning. It's now up $5 at 19.20 at the moment. So it seems to also be sort of getting a little bit of a bit here. Okay, good. Um, what is the oil price doing? I've got West Texas up a quarter of a percent, so nothing there. $39.89 now. And uh, Brent crude oil is $42.52 per barrel, a 0.8% move. So not much going on there. That's gone quiet after what has been an extraordinary year for it. Okay, let's go back now to the Stock Exchange News Service. Telcom has suspended its dividend for three years. It came out with results yeah. this morning. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, that one is quite interesting because you you know uh, you've been pointing on your show regularly. I mean, this thing's had some wild swings recently, and uh, it has bounced back significantly off its lows. Um, it must be remembered. What's interesting about this group is it, a massive portion of this business is and of its profits goes on capex. Uh, so, therefore, it's very sensitive to the increase and decrease of when it announces what to do with CapEx. So, looks like uh, that's coming into play. They're suspending their, their dividend, I mean, up to up to three years out. And then another one which makes life even more difficult, they're not getting any more guidance either. So, they are... They are, I guess, displaying what uh, what we're all seeing on the ground floor, that things remain challenging and the guidance is, or the visibility from these guys and sees feet is difficult. It's almost non-existent. And the share price under pressure, what, about 4 5% last time I looked? Yeah, down 4.5% currently at the moment. And uh, I expect, uh, I don't see any reason to dive into the stock just yet. And uh, as I said, challenges remain. Here's one that goes in the other direction, and that's called Omnia. They came out at five past seven this morning. Earnings per share expected to increase by between 111 and 121 percent from a loss per share of 609 cents. This may be a hell of a swing. <laughs> what the reasons are, but uh, if you're an accountant, you can read these numbers. Uh, headline earnings per share expected to increase by between 258 and 275 percent from a headline loss of etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It goes on. So they've gone from a, a loss to a, a profit obviously taking remedial action during the period under review and uh, share price up 14 percent yeah it's it's this is actually one of those sort of really good quality um locally run businesses that has exported its business i mean they, they have huge exposure they use uh, in the explosive side very linked to the mining business as well worldwide they have a, a patent on one of their um, explosives that is quite big in um, in Australia. Uh, gone from a high of, of almost, I guess, the start of the year, 
uh, close on 37 on Rand is back down 27, was as low as 16. It's exactly tying in where you say huge volatility, but a quality run business. And uh, it looks like they've been doing a little bit of work, tidying up their balance sheet exactly. during the lockdown. Mm. Um, and I actually think this sort of this, this is a share to watch. Down 18% year to date. It's still lagging the, I guess, the balance sheet back. We've seen almost unchanged in some shares. But uh, certainly, I think it's a quality operation. It's worth keeping on this one. Very good. Growth Point has come out with an investor update. Let's have a look at that. Investor update for the nine months ended 31st of March and COVID-19 business update. Uh, it's published an investor update and it says, oh, it doesn't put it on the stock exchange news service. It just says, go to the website. I don't know if you covered that this morning in your morning meeting. Probably a little bit late, actually. A little, a little bit late. We did talk about storage. I don't know if that's on, on your radar at all. That came out this morning also with the with latest trading update. Um, that's isn't, the storage company. Isn't mm. that quite a good company? Isn't, isn't it's that, a cracking little business. There though, you go. Really. I think, I, think, uh, I think Mr. Shapiro also mentioned this when we chatted recently. Quite interesting enough, it's it just – for a property company, it, it's when we're seeing so much, and the comment we got this morning in the meeting was, with other property companies, visibility is so difficult. Um, you know, we really haven't a, a, a sort of that much of an idea. We, we, we're trying to pick up the scraps of what negotiations are happening behind the scenes with rents and tenants, etc. Whereas this is very transparent. Um, you know, it, it's literally what you see is what you get. Uh, interestingly enough, one of the few I've seen actually coming out and paying a dividend. I mean, there can't be many properties or companies out there at all that are paying a dividend. Nice dividend. It is the expensive. That was the highlight this morning that you are going to pay for quality. So it is an expensive share. Um, but I thought it also a really nice set of results. I'm sure my garage at Cape Town International Airport with uh, with all my personal effects, uh, I don't know if it's being gnawed to death by rats, my mattresses and things like that, but uh, <laughs> I think it's owned by storage, the, that whole facility. But anyway, a very, very good company because it doesn't matter what happens. I, f- I pay them every month. Sometimes I'm late, mm. and they'll, they're, I'm late, and they'll phone me up and say, "Mr. Williams, we're going to sell your stuff." I say, "Oh, wait a second, and off you go, and you pay them, which is very good. Yeah, they're also quite a got like a little bit of a disruptive tech flavour about it. Uh, quite a young sort of management and a young CEO. And um, if you go on their website and you look for a, a little storage in Santon and the particular size you want is not available, the sort of algorithms will will find the nearest equivalent size of one of their facilities within a certain radius. So a very clever business. And as you said, almost, I guess almost um, not recession-proof, but certainly with we're seeing more and more people sort of downgrade from bigger homes, uh, sort of downscaling, or people immigrating in South Africa. They're just, just a solid business. So again, stick with some of Omnia, another good one to watch. Let's have a look at the top five major moves on the upside today. Uh, not much there, actually. Uh, I've got Quilter up 3.9%, uh, IAPF uh, up three and three quarters, Aspen up 3.1%. Had a good week last week uh, with some uh, news about a particular drug. Process is a 3.1% winner. On the downside, Glencore down four and three quarters. Mm, we didn't speak about that, did we? No, we didn't speak about that. What's Glencore? What's it so doing, Glencore, rather? Well, Glencore came out, one of the, one of the ones that come out sort of late on a Friday night. Okay. Uh, this, and the Swiss sort of regulator um, coming out to say that uh, that basically they were launching an investigation uh, into, into their operations in the Congo, uh, into the DRC. Mm. Um, we know the Department of Justice has, been, has also launched uh, an investigation by the Attorney General of Switzerland. 
has opened a criminal investigation. So that's stock up. But I mean, it's, when you when you play in that space and you and you you're an investor in Glencore, I think you know you've as I said, there's a lot of sort of skeletons in this closet. So be a little bit careful. I've always but, heard, uh, you know, when I used to be a commodity trader, Glencore. Mm-hmm. Everyone sort of everyone sort of shut up when you mentioned the word Glencore because there was always this not air of. It wasn't a sinister air about it, but certainly they operated in slightly less conventional ways to other companies like, for example, Anglo-American. I can put it as kindly as that. Did mm. you ever get that feeling? Yes. Where Glencore gets quite interesting, though, is it's a very much a trading house. Yes. So I don't know what the exact numbers are. I mean, I, I really I mean, don't quote me on these, but it's a huge percentage of, say, for example, oil. I mean, Mark Rich, who founded the original original Glencore back in the day, um, they started off the modern version of oil futures trading. They were they, they were the ones who formulated and formulated that contract. So a large portion of, of the oil that's bought and sold as it goes across the ocean, you know, 20 times it's bought and sold before it goes from one port to the next, Glencore is usually responsible for a lot of it. They're huge and influential traders. I mean, you're classic old school traders. And um, uh, recently they were in the, the news as well with uh, having signed a quite a big deal with Tesla, which raised a few eyebrows. So Tesla signed a deal with Glencore to be supplied the cobalt, which is used in the manufacture of electric vehicles and lithium batteries. And that, of course, the biggest supplier of cobalt in the world is, is, is the DRC, is the Congo. So mm. a lot of moving parts to this business. And, and I guess yeah, they, always, they always had a little bit of be careful when you, when you buy the share about them. Yeah, and also if you, you combine the DRC with, uh, with, with Glencore's um, – not cavalier, but unconventional attitude towards the commodity mm. business. And there's, you always get an interesting story. Anyway, the Polish property company is down 4.6%. Um, Textain are down 42 Telcom, we've spoken about that, are down around 3.5%. Well, it was down 45 Um My screen is delayed, but let's call it down 4%. And Capital and Count is down 2.7%. What are the indices doing after 55 minutes of trading, please, Nick Kunza? Okay, on this Monday morning, we have the all share in the green nicely, up 0.73%, up almost 400 points, 54,620. Very nice. And the top 40 index, yay, we're back, we did it. We're back above 50,000, 50,260, the number, up 0.92%. Uh, and looking at the individual indices, we've been led higher by basic materials, 0.88%. Uh, technology shares, I guess that's a process in your NASPERS, they're up, that index up 2.86%. Healthcare having a decent day, led by the likes of Aspen bouncing back, 0.6%. Nine percent on the downside. Industrials one point oh seven percent to the red. Financials also down one point one nine percent. And energy shares, but the likes of Sassel, that index currently down three point eight nine percent. We didn't have a chance to talk about Trump's telsastrophe, as I as I call it now, but uh, we will do we will do later. S and P as we leave up, um, yeah, just under one percent. So really nice move from from the S and P for some reason that is unfathomable. But we'll unpack that later on. Nick Kunzer is from Sun and Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be back with me for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.